I'm Sarah. And I'm Beth. We're lawyers, mothers, and co-hosts of the bipartisan podcast, Pantsuit Politics. We have more in common than divides us. In a world that defaults to false dichotomies, we explore the messiness of living wisely. The choices, trade-offs, priorities, and grace of living a nuanced life. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Nuance Life. We are so honored that you are joining us for another conversation about the messiness. And I didn't mean to do a pun there, but I did because we're actually going (laughs) to tackle an advice question about a messy boyfriend. That was not planned. That was just spontaneous. But I am patting myself on the back for that pun. I liked it, too. We're going to start today by talking about... I don't know, maybe the messiness of thought that we have right now and just where we're wanting to spend our scrolling time. I have gone so far backwards in my effort to spend less time with my phone because of COVID-19. And I'm frankly upset about it. I I had made such good progress on not treating my phone like an appendage. And here I am again. No, I had the worst day yesterday. Like I am truly not looking forward to my screen time average. I I had gotten it down to like three-ish hours. And yesterday I was on my phone for nine and a half hours. I just looked. Nine and a half hours. Help me. Someone send, send help. Send some sort of intervention. It makes perfect sense though, right? Because it is the only form of escapism available most days and the only way to stay connected to people who do not live with you. Mm-hmm. And I also think when something weird is happening in the world, we want to know that we're connected to the world and understanding what that weirdness is, even if we're not following along with how many new cases are there today and what's going on with the antibodies. You know, it's just... There's just something about staying on that device that feels like, well, this is the only way that I stay plugged into everything. Yeah, I spend a lot of time on Marco Polo, and I'm not particularly sad about that. I'm not sad about fun conversations on Voxer. Group texts are starting to really wear me out. Um, I'm, like, getting real down on group text. And I've, like, gone so backwards on Facebook. I finally I, – I re-downloaded it. This is a long this is a long process. So I deactivated. We talked about it a lot. I reactivated it because all the teachers had groups, but then I wasn't really using them. But then this and this is usually why I have Facebook on my phone at any given time is because I'm selling stuff and there's just nothing better than Facebook Marketplace. I love it so deeply. It's so easy to use. And when I was redoing the boys rooms, it's so easy to just throw something on Facebook Marketplace. So then I put the app back on my phone for Facebook Marketplace. But of course, then I start opening it just to scroll. And we have local primary elections coming up in my town. So that's all this drama. Oh, I need help. I need an intervention. I did delete it. I deleted the Facebook app off my phone. But it's going to get worse with Facebook shops. Is that what it's called? Facebook yes. shops, the new thing that's rolling out. When I heard that, I heard Vanilla Ice's voice going deadly. Like, <laughs> I don't even know what's going to happen. Oh, it's so true. It's so true. I'm also, the other like sort of real issue for me, especially with Instagram, is after reading Inconspicuous Consumption, highly recommend I'm trying to get away from fast fashion. I don't want to order cheap, no matter how much I really want. That tie-dyed sweatshirt that everybody's wearing, it's like the pandemic look. But I'm like, try not to do it. But Instagram is 
so bad because it'll be like, here you go. Would you like to order this right here? Just swipe up and you can order it right now. Oh, and so bad. I did impulse purchase a purse, but it was not fast fashion. It's very expensive. But I'm not sad about it because it was, and it was like impulse of impulse. It was like 1030 at night. I pulled out my phone. Things I bought and liked, which is the downfall of my pocketbook, posted this sale. She had the only link. And I'm like, forget it. I've been wanting this purse. And I bought it. I'm not really sad about it. It's just, it is indicative of how far I've fallen. And it's tough because I have decided, and you and I have talked about this before, that it is so much better for my mental health to look at beautiful things on my phone Mm -hmm. than to look at news on my phone or people's opinions about news. And so I really limit my Twitter especially Twitter, but my Twitter Facebook time is super limited to just like, what do I need to do for the show? Or do I have something that I actually want to say? Beyond that, I cannot scroll Twitter anymore. It makes me not like anyone. And Mm -hmm. I'm already teetering on the edge of that. So I love to scroll Etsy. I love to scroll Pinterest. I love to scroll Anthropology's website. But none of these things are very good for me because then I do end up buying things. Like I ordered a $90 wreath for my door from Etsy because I thought it was pretty. Do I need that? No, I do not. That was ridiculous. Today, Beth is really mad at yesterday, Beth. But when it comes tomorrow, that Beth might love her. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I don't were, know how to tell you. You were really funny the other day. I said something about we were getting some products from a advertiser and she said packages are life right now. You're right. Packages are like the mail showing up and being like, <gasps> like the, I'm like the kid on the YouTube channel with the unboxing. My cardboard box situation when the recycling bin our recycling comes every two weeks and we'd forgotten it the week before so it was a month worth and it was embarrassing it was embarrassing Ugh, but it's bad here too now i do feel good that like most of my packaging is more recycled now like i'm using better vendors people who are being a lot more thoughtful Jane will go through and use every shred of packaging that she can to create some kind of artwork. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I feel like I, these are the things that I tell myself to not feel like the United States of acquisition. But I'm doing it because it is so much better for my brain to look at things I might buy than to listen to people yell at each other. And I'm going to scroll something. I'm just not putting the thing down. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not either. I'm not going to give it up. I I have to have something. I have to have something. <laughs> give me this one vice. <laughs> Let me have it. <sighs> I'm trying to keep my house clean. I'm trying to exercise every day. I'm trying to do a good job with homeschool. Like, I will scroll to my heart's scroll. content. That's where I am. I just want to get some pretty things. Now, <laughs> I, d- I will say this. I did download TikTok for about three days. How'd that go for you? Well, there was just my, I was seeing so many cute TikToks in the Oprah Magazine Instagram feed, which if you do not follow, you should, because it is the best. It is my most favorite Instagram feed. Um, And then my friends kept sharing TikToks. And then what finally got me was this guy like singing back up to the Golden Girls theme. Oh my God, it's so good. We'll put it in the show notes. Um, And I'm like, you know what? I need to give TikTok a chance. And I downloaded it and I started. But first of all, TikTok is very crude. Uh, I don't know if I don't have my filter set correctly or if I like the wrong subjects, but I was just kind of like, oh, I don't, why is this so like in your face? It was like, you know, every person in a, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get into stereotype territory here, so I'm going to stop myself. It was crude. 
And then, you know, there's so many security concerns and there, there was like a couple other like bad long reads about TikTok. And I was like, I'm a deleted. I'll just depend on Instagram to filter my the really good TikToks to me. So at least I at least I caught myself there. TikTok makes me feel really old. That's why I've never gotten the app. I, too, just rely on it to get to me in some other way. Like, I think there are some really funny ones, but I try to get to them in another way. And I don't like feeling old. This is another thing I've discovered. Mm -hmm. So one of the only forms of human interaction outside of the people who live with me that I've had in real life since this thing started is doing this grocery delivery that I do with my church. And for the past two months, when I've gone to do it, my partner has been a high school boy. And he is so nice and so well-mannered and just exceptional in every way. And also, when I am walking around the building with him dropping off this food, every thought that occurs to me to, like, make conversation, I feel like I am 100 years old. (laughs) I just think from the perspective of this guy, I could not sound more grandma. And so I've kind of just given up. (laughs) You know, because everything he says, my only prism of relating to it is my children. And that makes me feel ridiculously old. It's just been, it's shined too much of a light on my advanced age, which is not even that advanced. Yeah, but you got the new Fiona Apple album. So you're definitely a decade younger than me because that album made no sense (laughs) to me. So it's not, not all is lost. I just think you didn't listen to it like long enough or (sighs) deep enough maybe because I feel like you would love, I mean, the song where she says, and this is an old lady thing. She's like, you know. I spread like strawberries and climb like peas and beans. Come on. That's not that's not about the kids. That's not for that's the perfect. kids. That gardening metaphor is not for the teenagers. Right. The youngins don't know what that's about. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, I love the new Fiona Apple album. But I'm you know what? If I said that to him, he'd be like, I'm sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> Bet you do. Oh, man. Okay. In summary, we're just going to keep scrolling and buying pretty things, and we're going to stay off TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) While we listen to the new Fiona Apple album. Correct. All right. I'm so excited about our advice question this week. It is from Mallory, and she says, I could use some advice. I'm moving in with my very thoughtful, kind boyfriend in a few weeks. We have different ideas of clean. (laughs) I really enjoy cleaning. It's sort of like therapy to me. He does not. We're both in our 30s and have lived alone for a long time. I'm moving into his bachelor pad condo that he's lived in for six years. Okay, I'm perfectly okay with doing more of the cleaning in our relationship. He does more of the cooking and takes out the garbage, so we have a good division of labor. But how do I gracefully handle the I don't want to feel like I have to clean up after you issue? To make this more complicated, I'm moving into his condo while he's working out of state Monday through Friday for the next few months. This part wasn't planned but had to happen due to some financial strain related to COVID-19. I don't want to feel resentful towards him, but I also don't want to nag. I'd like to be thoughtful about this and have some good conversations with him about it and set us up for success. I'm so excited about this question because my beloved husband is a slob. But Beth, you say your husband is very clean. Is he cleaner than you or you are equal levels of clean? Because in my experience, it's, there's always a mismatch. Like I have friends who are married to like hardcore OCD clean husbands. And I'm not saying I'd want that either. We are actually, I think, pretty well matched. I'm interested in how he would answer that question. We have different things that we care about. He is way cleaner in the car than I am. I I will allow things to accumulate in the car and that drives him crazy. He wants the cars to be meticulous. But in our house, 
we both can let things pile up and then we both want to tackle them and we both generally like things to be picked up and clean. Like we care about the actual cleanliness of the things in addition to the picked upness. Does that make sense? Yes. I had a friend who said this one time and it's always been a very helpful analogy to me. She said, on our double vanity sinks, mine is cluttered, but the countertop has been wiped off and there's no dust and dirt and grime. His side, there is nothing on the countertop, but it is dirty. And I think that's a good sort of visual that people like clean means different things to different people. Like some people want a cleaned off surface, but they're not actually getting the dirt off. And some people don't mind clutter, but they're getting dirt off. Although I would argue it's very difficult to keep dirt off a cluttered surface. Um, Okay. So my husband is a slob. Now some of this is, I'm not supposed to say slob that has negative connotations, but I'm sorry. He is. He is amazing and a good father and the most important part is he cooks every night which is a huge part of the household labor that I don't do I don't grocery shop and I don't cook so I'm like obviously we're still married it's going fine but I've just like I love you so much Mallory and I'm not saying like this is unovercomable you're just going to be picking up after him like he is who he is you are who you are I think that there has been like marginal improvements uh, with Nicholas, they are very marginal. The percentage of improvement is like 10% or less. And I just have to say to him at certain points, like, you have to clean up your side of the bed. It's stressing me out just very openly. And he'll be like, okay, I'll get it. Like he just, I think the truth is if you have a mismatch, it's it's easy to get in a headspace where you're like, he sees it and he doesn't care It's he that it bothers me. And I would just advise against that because let me tell you, sister, he does not see it. It, it is not registering. That's what I've learned about my husband after many, many years. The clutter in particular absolutely does not register to him. Like he doesn't see it, feel its impact, think I should pick that up, but I'm not going to. Like he just doesn't think to pick it up at all. Like I really don't think it registers in any way, shape or form. I think that's the difference. I think that's right. My biggest piece of advice about this is just you got to, with everything in a long-term committed partnership, it is a long game. Word. And so you're just not going to tackle this once. And what you do, I think, get to decide now is like, do I want this to be one of our recurring issues? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or am I just going to get myself in a headspace where I recognize our difference and understand that on some things... Our difference is not reflective of a dynamic in our relationship. Yeah. This has been a very difficult lesson for me because sometimes I feel like differences of opinion between Chad and I amount to him rejecting me. Yep. And that is not true. And so that is the thing I would focus on. I think Sarah is exactly right. Like, don't think about it as he is disrespecting me in some way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And don't think about your role. Like, if you choose for it to be clean, that is your responsibility. It is not his for making you clean it up. Right. And if he chooses for it to be messy, that is not him giving you the middle finger. Yeah. Like, you're entitled to have conversations about what you would like it to look like and to work Mm -hmm. together on that moving incrementally. But if you decide now that this is going to be a thing, it will be a thing. (laughs) And every other thing will circle back to this thing. I think, I think you, you don't yeah, like I think that. you should pick like explicit things that like pick your top three things. I know that you've lived for six years by yourself and you never made the bed 
or you just gathered your dirty clothes off the floor when it was time to clean them. But these two things are really important to me. Yeah. Can you focus on making the bed and picking up the laundry now that we are living together? Like, I think they need to be very explicit so that you're not just nagging. Can you pick up? Because what does that even mean? But you're saying like, hey, remember we agreed like this really bothers me. And I think what like really helped me understand, I mean, I definitely spent like a solid 10 years of our marriage thinking every time I got in a fight with Nicholas, it meant he didn't love me. Took me way too long to figure out that that's not in fact the case. Learn from my mistakes, people. Um, just just learn like the my how I feel is important, but it is not totally reflective of the reality of the situation. Anyway, I read one time my husband is the middle of five children. And he never had a space for himself. And I don't know if this is true of your boyfriend, but like learning that some of this is so ingrained from childhood. I was an only child. I had total and complete control over my environment. Um, particularly my room. And so he never did. And so I think that that to me clicked and like made a lot of sense. Like, of course, he's not invested and he doesn't. Why would he why would he sort of be really invested in an environment and like learn that sort of preference when he had no control over it? And that like helped me sort of give a little bit more grace and pay a lot more attention to my own children and making sure they feel like they have control of their environments and can keep them clean. But just like that's, you, there's a lot that plays into like whether a person is, quote unquote, messy or clean and not ascribing moral value to that is real important. Mallory, because I care about you. I also want to talk about how challenging it is going to be for both of you that you are moving into his space that he's been in for six years. Mm -hmm, And I'm mm -hmm. sure you've had conversation about this. Your message sounds like you're an exceptionally thoughtful human being. I just want to make sure that you all really flesh that out, especially with the situation of you moving in while he's gone. And what can you clean up without it being something that is important to him? You know, do you, like, do you have the lay of the land in terms of what he is willing to change on and not even in terms of like, this goes in that drawer or this piece of furniture sits over here? I know too many people who have had intense conflict about how they arrange their homes together <laughs> mm-hmm. um, to not say to you, I love you. Really talk through this before you enter the place. Not that you shouldn't do it, that you just need to have a really explicit conversation about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's hard. It makes me think of that great scene in When Harry Met Sally with the wagon wheel table. Remember the wagon wheel table? Yes. Yeah. And and I mean, this is the thing. There are messy people who know their mess. And if you move something on them, it is a very big deal for them. It is as big a deal for them as it would be for a really organized person to have something moved. Because our minds all work very differently. And I think that's that's just the key, right? You just have to keep plugging into that. Like, this is a difference. It's not a moral failing. And it's certainly not a reflection of um, whether or not he loves you. So just keep that in mind. Well, I hope that you'll follow up with us, Mallory, yeah, I a few know. months into things to just let us know how it's going. We love hearing from all of you, your commemorations, your advice questions. We'll be back with you next Wednesday to talk about more of those. You can catch us between now and then on Pantsy Politics on Fridays and Tuesdays. Until we talk to you next week, keep it nuanced, y'all. Dylan Garvin produces The Nuance Life. Elise Knapp is our managing director. The Nuance Life is listener supported. Go to patreon.com slash the nuance life.
For $5 each month, you'll receive an entire bonus episode of The Nuanced Life. Dante Lima is the composer and performer of our theme music. Dylan Garvin is the composer and performer of our ad music. For more information about The Nuanced Life and to connect with us through our weekly email, visit pantsuitpoliticsshow.com.